0: hey 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 um I did the thing um it is currently Friday and I intimidated myself with these you know gifted kid burnout I'm a failure blah 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 but tenacity grit back on the horse don't care I'm having fun um welcome to episode two of Menti B with Stark my show I'm Stark so I kind of wanted to talk about being home for the holidays because next week is Thanksgiving And I'm not going to be with family. I never do for Thanksgiving. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. It's probably really common. So I'll touch on that. But in the spirit of not overwhelming myself, I'm going to keep it pretty loose today. So... To catch you up a little bit on what's going on in my personal life, I had people come just to do a light clean yesterday because I'm really overwhelmed. Like I said, the holidays are coming up. I host an open house every Thanksgiving I let anyone come in IRL obviously not like you know sorry um, but so I had people come in you know I can't mop I hurt my back not very badly but like I can't do that kind of motion so I had some help I don't know why I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit that that I had um people come to help me but I guess I am can't do it all anyway they broke my Legos which they wasn't a large set it was one of my little Paris sets it was small and I very easily fixed it but like completely broke and didn't tell me and I didn't find out until I was plugging something in near where those Legos were and I was looking at it and I thought it looked funny and I was like what the fuck and then I picked it up and everything just fell down and that's weird we have such a weird relationship to shame and fear in instances like that I thought it because I'm I'm not a crazy person. Obviously, things happen. They're just Legos. It's not a big deal. That doesn't bother me at all. What bothered me was not saying anything to me or coming to me when it happened to say, hey, this happened. You know, is it is it easy to fix? I'm sorry. And it's all good, they're just I'm not a vicious person. they're Legos. I don't care, but don't lie to me or be secretive. So that made me feel weird. I don't know, just because that's the only thing I wasn't looking for anything. you know, I didn't inspect like my house after like I'm not gonna make you come back in. That's ridiculous. But that hurt my feelings is, I think, the way I want to say that. So that that happened. That was on my mind. Um, Like I said, I hurt my back. Cleaning. I I did a pre-clean, and I hurt my back earlier this week, which I told my Tai Chi instructor, who yelled at me. (laughs) She likes to do that. Um, I have my belt evaluation today for my green belt which I thought was a little early but they said I was ready Tai Chi's been such a beautiful and interesting experience for me because I started right after Shang-Chi came out last year two years ago last year I think and my late dog was still alive and I felt like if I didn't have hobbies if I didn't have things that I could be passionate about when he was still here that I'd feel very lost when he was gone and I was right and Tai Chi was really hard everything was really hard living was hard without him but I kept going and I cried a lot. I'm very open. I will cry in public. I do not care. I will cry anywhere. Like, you know, do you like green eggs and ham, like, in a car, into this, into that? I will cry anywhere. Equal opportunist crier. So I cried a lot. I've talked at length about going into um, a mental health rehab facility after. Uh, so, you know. I, I dealt with that pretty bad. But I love Tai Chi. I'm glad I kept going. I think it was beautiful to do alongside all of my therapies. Because it's a body therapy. So I was working on my mind. Working on my body. the Relationship between the two. Here I am loving Tai Chi. So much time later. And I appreciate the part of me that kept going so good job Stark um I think that's probably a a good amount of personal life catching up so holidays we all have them we all go through them And we all tend to have similar experiences, especially online people. I'm an online person. I feel like there's always a hint of escapism in being an online person. The world out there is unpredictable, uncontrollable. And if you're not feeling really really stable it's completely normal to want somewhere to hide yourself just somewhere you can go where things can be in a controlled environment which doesn't seem like something a lot of people would call the internet but to me it is a controlled environment because if I don't like something I just leave it I close out of the window I get off of that app I block that person <laughs> he's my dog um so in in that set you don't control the content other people put out there but you can absolutely control what's around you and when you step out your door it probably doesn't happen Unless you're some evil genius manipulator, not genius, but you know, a mastermind of sorts, which I, you probably aren't if you're here, let's be honest. Not a personality that I think likes me. So, problematic family. I'm I'm sure all of you know, all of you, if you're here know, I had a very abusive home life. I'm very open about it. You know you can ask me anything and I'm going to give it to you straight. It's not going to be pretty. It's not great. Not good times. They were not good years. I had a very abusive home life. I still do if I go back there which I'll get into why I at times choose to go back to a lion's den if you will so I have a problematic family in the most layman's terms outside of the you know, QAnon uncle or anything like that. So I'm going to try to focus more on that situation. Although I'm going to talk about both. Obviously, I have to speak from my own experience as well. But you know, I do have experience with not my part, not my blood family, but being with other people and friends, families and things that do have that 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 those are the problems with the dinner table and not you know being manipulated or abused talking to problematic family I think the most helpful thing out the gate is understanding and this is so frustrating to hear and I'm sorry that it's not personal because it's it's not personal and it can feel it can feel so personal especially when you are part of a group that's affected by things that other people are talking about take for instance i had friends visiting a month or two ago and they were older and roe versus wade came up fiscal policy came up why who fucking who talks about that like we're here to be cool hang out like what the fuck anyway People who have those kind of, you know, out there opinions, I think are constantly seeking validation. There's something in there that knows, you know, whether it's Catholic guilt or what. There's a little something in there that's like, you know, this is a little out there. So I'm going to seek affirmation by telling everyone with fucking ears. okay, what's what's going on in my noggin? So I think that's going on because otherwise, like, why the fuck would you bring that up? That's so weird. Anyway, that came up. And I grew up below the poverty line. So anytime people say, oh, fiscal Republican. Oh, it's just policy. I made more money under whoever, you know, my stocks were doing better. Like me personally, I don't care because the aftershock of all of those choices all of your votes on policy etc made a kid like me hungry or raised the cost of lunch at my school program that I couldn't afford anymore things like that so I took this extremely personally And I just immediately started crying and shut down. And I think that's important to understand that that happened recently. I've been in therapy for over seven years. This was after I graduated from my program. So I would consider myself (laughs) very, very good at regulating. And... I fell apart so it happens sometimes you're going to take things personally but know that it's not personal in that moment and if you can this is what I did is we banked that conversation for the next day because I was too hot I was not I was gonna come in swinging And I knew that in order to educate, because that's all that I hope for in that situation, I knew in order to educate, I had to talk on their level. I had to be calm. And not everyone has that relationship with people. And not everyone wants to educate, and that's fine. But I felt like I had to share my position. This is not easy to do when you're sitting at a dinner table at a holiday party at a work party god I hope no one does this to you at a work party but you can feel so frozen in those moments or irate or scared how did I end up in a room where people are saying these things out loud around me. And I think the first step is to pause. Take a couple deep breaths and realize that they are not talking to you, saying, I hope you stay in poverty you know, I hope you don't have access to health care. While that does feel like what they're saying, because those are the repercussions of what they're saying, they're not saying, hey Stark, I hope you break your arm and, and you can't afford to fix it. That's not what's happening. And it feels like what's happening and it is something that could happen, but you're catastrophizing And you're never going to be able to share your point if that's something that you want to do to educate if you're speaking from a justifiably enraged position. The same across the aisle, you know, when you hear someone out of pocket, they're raging, flailing, raising their voice. They're not going to hear reason they don't want to. So keeping that in mind on how you would listen to someone, you need to talk from the same level of calm. And that's only if you want to. You don't have to want to educate. I have a lot of space to do that now in my life. And I didn't always. So I completely understand. So that's only if you want to. choosing to attend or not. I go back and forth all the time. My situation is a little complicated. I Yeah, I'll share. Uh, so very abused by my family by most members, but not everyone. And this is where it becomes complicated because I have a beautiful relationship with one of my brothers and all of my nieces and nephews. I love all of them. I feel close to all of them. They're all getting so much older, so it's easier for me to have a relationship with each one of them but they don't understand what any of us went through as kids. And I don't want them to, I would never want them to. So it becomes complex when I'm being asked why I'm not coming to visit for the holidays that are normal holidays to come visit. Because I'm not going to share like, hey, your dad was abusive to me or grandma and grandpa were abusive to me that's inappropriate that's not okay for me to put on a child and have that affect their relationship with their parent or their grandparents that's me seeking something that's not healthy and that's not okay it's not so choosing to attend or not becomes complicated And maybe your situation's similar, maybe it's not, it doesn't matter. There's no hierarchy to trauma. Any trauma is valid. Any reason to not want to go home is valid, to not want to see your family. So choosing to attend or not is extremely personal. And what I really want to talk about with that is taking your mental health into consideration And understanding guilt. A lot of times we don't want to go home, but we do anyway because of the guilt. I did this for years and years and years. And I suffered so that my abusers didn't suffer. And when you put it in those terms and that perspective, you think, that's crazy. Why would you do that? I don't know social conditioning societal constructs we feel like we have to sacrifice everything for family but sometimes that family doesn't sacrifice everything for you so why tank your own mental health well-being when you can find an island of misfit toys an open house Thanksgiving to go to That's why I host an open door because I know there's people who want to belong somewhere on Thanksgiving and I love I'm okay to be alone but I love having people come as well so I'm happy to be that place where people can go that's the little grandma in me. Sorry, my throat still hurts, so I'm still drinking tea. Some things never change. So, the guilt of not going—it's so subtle, but it's so toxic, and we do it to ourselves. And it's been done by society. It's done by, you know, status quo. The, well, you have to go home. It's Thanksgiving. Well, you have to go home. It's Christmas. Hey, guess what? If you don't, the world still turns. You're not going to die. If people are mad at you in such a way that makes you feel punished, that's not normal. That's not healthy. And no one told me that until much, much later in my life. And that's so wild to me, learning that people who hold things over your head is not healthy that's a big ass pill to swallow and I'm I'm handing it over to you that's not okay you don't deserve that and I need you to really understand that you do not deserve that you don't you don't so choosing to go or not should be a decision that you make, just you, for your well-being. And that guilt, that little, that little thorn in your side feeling that you have, well, if I don't go, everyone will be disappointed. If you go and you feel like shit, you are going to be disappointed you're going to say, why did I do this? Why did I do this? You don't have to. It's hard at first. The first few years that I stopped seeing my family for certain holidays was hard. And I felt the guilt. My family is not super religious, but there's a lot of good old catholicism and catholic guilt is is a serious thing and i had that the i'm a bad daughter i'm a bad aunt i'm a bad niece i'm a bad cousin but the times that i did go and spend with family they enabled my mom's drinking they would attack me i would feel scared Why would I feel like I needed to be in that? Why do they feel like that's where I'm comfortable being treated? That's crazy. To make me feel bad for not wanting to endure. And this is even after I started speaking up. And my mom would get so drunk that everyone would laugh at her at the things she was doing she's spilling she doesn't know what she's saying she's knocking things over and that was so twisted to me and I finally started to see it as why are you doing this why are you all doing this like my mom is sick my mom is mentally ill she has some comorbid problems but that her own sister and my uncle and my cousins and my dad and my brothers would enable and think that it's funny to watch her fall apart, it hurt me. And I thought, you want to know It's sick? I thought I would be missed when I started to not go but I wasn't and I think when you remove yourself from a toxic situation no one takes the time to think that it was their behavior that they need to change and Finally realizing that was so important to me because it gave me the courage to continue to not go. And it is courage. It's so much easier to go, play the part, keep up with Joneses, show up, nod, pretend to laugh, be dying inside. I didn't deserve that. So I stopped. And now I have so much fun. I have people who love me. I have people who like me. I have people who probably tolerate me but like free food. (laughs) Come and be with me and we play games. And no one is being shitty to each other because we all need somewhere to be, somewhere to belong to. And I love it. And I wouldn't trade it for any of those holidays where I got treated like shit or felt like shit or people were saying horrible things. And I'm all the better for not going. So that's a decision that you have to make with yourself. Okay. The importance of the family you choose. there's a phrase colloquialism blood is thicker than water and it doesn't mean what people think it means blood is thicker than water is that blood is tougher to deal with but water is fluid and beautiful and adapts like water turns into steam water evaporates and becomes rain water brings life water is the family you choose and it nurtures creativity and it nurtures life and blood is what you're born with, but it's not always. It's not always what has your best interest, and I've, obviously, you're listening to me, learned that from personal experience. But the friends I've picked up along the way, my best friends. I know there are people, who I could say I need help, and they would drop everything. I know that. And I nurtured those relationships, and I would do the same and have done the same for them. So when people say they don't have close friends, I'm scared. You have to be okay with being vulnerable, but these people are going to be your family. Sorry, I'm just... (laughs) I needed to hear this as... I'm, because the guilt comes up, it comes up every year, I needed to hear this. So this is, this is formative for both of us. It's scary. We're conditioned to think that family is everything, family is important, they're your mom and dad, they have to love you, hint, they don't. They're your siblings. They're all you're going to have. Hint, they're not. But my friends, I don't judge them. I love them unconditionally. That's scary. It's scary. But it's only scary if you ascribe to the belief that family will be there for you, no matter what. So I think maybe in that sense i've had an easier time because i learned that lesson the hard way so learning to be vulnerable while scary is a lot less scary than recognizing that blood is thicker than water but it's not what you think it means i think that's that's a pill we all have to swallow Sorry if this feels randomly choppy. I had to take my dogs outside because they're not trustworthy. Um, Two last things I wanted to talk about that I think can really encompass all of the things I talked about today, talking to problematic family members, choosing to attend or not, and the importance of family you choose are dialectics which is obviously a big part of dialectical behavioral therapy and radical acceptance. These are two concepts that I struggled with when I was in my mental health rehab program, but they're really, really important. And I didn't know anything about them before I got in there. So if you already know it, sorry, if you didn't, um, Going to talk to you a little bit about it. Dialectics are when two things are true. And that is a wild concept if you've never considered it. An example my mom was very abusive to me, and she did the best that she could. Both of these things are true. Dialectics change. We don't use but, we don't use or. We accept that both of these statements, though conflicting, are both true. Like, this is my best friend and they have harmful opinions the dialectic I think it makes us calmer when we come into a situation say you're at a table someone's saying some wild shit you can say I love this person and I don't agree with their point of view I think they're ignorant I love them and instead of I love them but their opinions are shitty that feels different in the body when you say it you can try it out loud right now try a situation and saying I love them but or I love them and and they're going to feel differently and that's really important that's you know that's a different conversation that's a Brene Brown atlas of the heart I don't have enough time to go into that But dialectics are when we balance opposites in order to accept reality and work on change. Because if you recognize that I love this person and, it's a lot easier to internally work on educating if that's what you want to do, explaining your point of view, because it's not hostile anymore. And it lets go of extremes a lot of times we think in you're always like this or things always happen to me but that's extreme language things don't always happen any kind of way that's not true dialectical has to be both and sometimes bad things happen to me Sometimes I don't agree with this person's opinion because you're changing the way that you view your relationship now to something that is more true. If there's someone who you never agree with, you are probably not friends. (laughs) I hate to break that to you. Does this create a lot of paradoxes? Yes. I know we love black and white thinking that's not good for you and that's not how the world works the world is gray everything is gray everything is dialectical everything contradicts itself and that's not comfortable that's not comfortable when you're taught things are this way and things are this way things are binary that's not true it's not true at all and accepting that is well that's part of radical acceptance. Radical acceptance was so infuriating for me, but radical acceptance is saying this is the way it is and maybe I don't like it, but that's the way it is. And that is so freeing, but you have to really accept it. And when I say this was hard, this felt, Im- this felt see, <laughs> extreme language, this felt impossible to me. And I finally learned to just be like, you know what? That's who my mom is. And I just have to accept that. You have to accept that. I do not control my mom. I don't control my dad. I don't, honestly, I don't control anything other than myself. Radical acceptance. I don't control the world around me. It's... A big lesson. Accepting new rules, accepting circumstance, and it doesn't mean being complacent. Okay? Absolutely work towards change. Change your surroundings, but accept that this thing in this moment is what it is. Okay? Say, Just to come back to, I don't know why I keep coming back to Roe versus Wade, but I had to accept in that moment what happened. You have to accept it. You can say this is unacceptable, yes, of course, but guess what? It happened. So, you have to accept that. That doesn't mean do nothing, it means accept this and now learn what steps you can take so you don't sit there and feel helpless and wallow because you're not helping anyone you're not helping yourself and you're self-traumatizing that's not good for you that's not healthy and if you need to wallow a little bit give yourself a concrete end like you know what I'm gonna wallow for the day I'm gonna wallow for the week I'm gonna wallow between the hours of eight and nine set something for yourself obviously that's not an end-all be-all. If you're like, man, I think I need to sit in this for another hour, another day, of course. But make sure you step out of that because if you're just sitting there going, "Ah," you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. If you think it's unacceptable, find actions you can take in your own community. Help people who need access educate people who need to be informed you are not helpless and you can accept things that are unacceptable and then work on changing them embracing change and new challenges practicing getting used to change it starts so small because we're so rigid. At least I was. But small things that you can do. Purposefully changing where you sit. This is wild because I hate doing it. If I feel like I have an assigned seat, fuck, fucking alarm, goddamn it, fucking Zoloft. All right, snooze. Um. <laughs> Zillow time. Um, Changing where you sit. I like to sit in the same spot. If I feel like I have an assigned seat, that's my fucking seat. Okay? If I'm in a cafe, I have a favorite seat. That's my fucking seat. I have to change seats. I cannot be rigid. You have to embrace change. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to control your environment but your environment is not controllable. You're not in charge of the world. This is such a small, actionable change to getting used to radical acceptance. Change who you talk to. Talk to a stranger. Are you scared of strangers? Guess what? Statistically, not going to kill you. (laughs) I know that's freaky. Obviously, be smart. Be smart. You have gut instincts for a reason. Don't chat up people you think are going to stab you or you get bad vibes from, okay? But maybe chat with the cashier instead of just saying, like, I'm good, thanks, bye. You know, they're bored. They've been there all day, okay? Don't be creepy. Don't be weird, okay? Just be be chill. Be normal. Have a chat. I like your hat. I like your nail polish. It's a cool necklace. Something like that. Change what route you take when going to a familiar place. Oh, this is a self-report. I fucking hate doing this. I have ways that I love to get somewhere. Because I like to look at the things on the way, you know. I'm a very observant driver. I have to change the route that I take. Oh, that's infuriating. But... It helps you mentally be elastic, okay? It's very important. Don't get stuck in your ways. The people that you're complaining about or that you're frustrated about because they have horrible opinions, bad takes, they're probably rigid. They're not doing this, this self-work that you want to do, okay? Take a different route. Might you be late? Yeah. Leave early if you want. Might you get lost? Sure. Guess what? That's okay. It's okay to get lost. You're going to find your way back. It's probably a place that you've gone to a lot of times. And you can take your favorite way on the way back. Just these small things are so important And so applicable to the other parts of your life. Other than just when dealing with problematic family members, friends, aunts, uncles, cousins. They're going to help the rest of your life. And that's really what I have for today. Home for the holidays. How to talk to or be around, accept problematic people around you. Choosing whether attending or not is best for your mental health. And the importance of friends and the people you choose to be your family. I hope that this has helped Inform maybe some decisions maybe you learned something that's pretty cool maybe you didn't that's fine too thanks for listening anyway um i'm stark <laughs> on menti with stark this show my show um right now only on patreon.com slash menti with stark i still haven't figured out an rss feed that's okay. It's it's a process. Respect the process. Thank you so much for being here. You are the coolest. I have so much love and appreciation. I would you guys be interested in? I might shout out the patrons. You know, if I do get this on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, blah 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 blah. Do a little little shout out at the end. I don't know. Let me know. Um, but yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day, whatever day you're listening to this. I'm loving doing this, so I am going to keep doing it. Um am not going to intimidate myself. No more gifted kid burnout. Um, it's Friday for me. Happy Friday, it's sunny, beautiful out. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.